This is Jason. This is Chad. And this is Please Please Pass Pass the Bacon. Bacon. So, uh, who are you, fella? Well, let's start with Chad. Welcome. Thank you, Jason. Welcome, welcome as well, yourself. Do you say welcome to somebody that you're doing the podcast with, or do you just say... Yeah, well, I'm I'm in your studio, so you can welcome me here, I guess. Uh, okay, there you go. Welcome uh, everyone else. Welcome yeah. everyone else. Thank you welcome, for listening. Yeah, welcome to Please Pass the Bacon. Now, Jason. Yes. Can I call you Jason? Yes. Um, you're a cop. I'm a cop. Yes. We have a podcast called Please Pass the Bacon. That's now, this right. is interesting, because we were talking about a podcast, and we want to know what we're going to call it, and then poof, right out of your mouth... Please pass, pass the, the bacon. bacon. I tell you what, before we even get into that, how about we'll start with I'm Jason Peets. I have been a police officer in North Carolina for coming up 19 years. Chad? Yeah, Chad Webster. I've been at the same department coming up on 18 years. That's right. So now back to the elephant. In the room. Or the pig on the griddle. Yeah, elephant in the room. Please pass the bacon. So... I guess that we would have to kind of start with why we wanted to start the podcast. And I think we were both drawn to, I don't want to overuse this term, but some type of humanizing of police officers because we get so caught up in media uh, coverage of all the negative because people do see that. And I I get that. Mm -hmm. That's how they're making their money. Uh, Agree or disagree, that's how... Yeah, that's how they're getting their viewers, and that's bottom line. That's what they're in the business of. So we wanted to try to impact the, I guess the the perceptions of police through our own our own narratives out there, right? And I think you and I, as coordinators, you know, day in and day out, we strive to do the positive things that aren't going to be on the news, that aren't going to be as exciting and dangerous, but yet. We're, we're trying to do the good that that an officer can do. Right, and and to get those, you know, because just by nature, police officers don't, uh, there's a, a lot of um, altruism that comes with our profession. People, you know, people truly do get drawn to the profession to do good things. Not right. for the recognition, but it, just to do good things for it, people, to, whether that's to protect people, whether that's to, you know, maybe they're the adrenaline you know, there is a certain amount of adrenaline that comes with this job, and there are people drawn to it for that. But and it's cliched. But if you you ask a hundred officers why they became an officer, you're going to get a very high percentage of those in the '90s probably that say they want to make a difference or they want to do good, do good things, yeah. protect whether that's protect people, whether that's you know, however you want to you know spin it your way it's it's altruistic so to do something like this is not something that comes natural to police but because uh, you heard chad say that uh, we're coordinators that basically means we we deal with the public in a different way we're we're not typically um, dealing with the community in crisis necessarily they're not calling 911 and we're showing up after there's been a robbery necessarily but we are dealing with it on the the community meeting end, dealing with businesses. We do uh, a lot of work with the schools. And so we, we... We make connections, really. It's more of a personal that's right. relationship as opposed to 
911 call answer. Right. And and we see I think the way we've tried to to paint this picture for for people listening is if you took a bell curve and you took that curve and drew a horizontal line through let's say halfway up that bell curve, maybe a little lower than that, but say halfway up. Everything north of that line, but on both sides of that bell curve, whether you're a staunch supporter of police on the right side there or on the left side there where you just you can't know, stand us. Well, or, or you just you, you do have more questions about um, our actions or maybe you just naturally don't trust police, but you're not on the bottom fringes below that horizontal line on the left or right where that's the love us or hate us. Well, yeah, that's the, the like police can never do wrong versus, you know, the far you know, the other side of that is is police can never do right. Like there's nothing you could say to those parts of the bell curve to sway them either way. And right. that's not our target. I don't think that's our target audience. I think not at all. I think what we have found is based on our experience and and this is not necessarily going to be a big stats podcast. No, from from in my opinion, there's three kinds of lies, Jason. There's lies, damn lies, and statistics. And you know I want to stay away from them. Yes. Because uh, we we all know that statistics can be can be beneficial, but for this purpose, um, you know, we, we're kind of looking tangible. Well, real. Well, you've got if you've got this platform that you want to, you know, speak from. And it's versus this platform over here. Well, this platform is going to get the statistics that support their platform. And then this side is going to do the same. So it just gets into, like I said, more number crunching than it is just having real dialogue. Correct. Real stories, uh, meeting real people. Um, and that's kind of what we want to use yeah. the podcast for is to, is to connect with people through stories through personal meeting. experiences through yeah. and that's and then to go back to that when we had these when we do have these meetings we've, we have just found that the majority of the public is either a 100 percent with us you know when we're doing good things and they and they even see when there are questionable things that they're willing to hear why these things have happened you know so Again, we're not looking to reach the the parts of that bell curve that the extreme you can't sway. Fringes, the extreme right. fringes on either side. That's that's not our that's not our intended goal. You who is listening right now, you're who we're wanting to get get connected with. Yeah. So so, um, please pass the bacon, huh? Yes. So that was a, so we took a long time to circle back to that, but please pass the bacon. So please, it's that's respectful. A very polite. It's polite. It's respectful. And that's what this space we want it to be, is a respectful way to either discuss things or, or tell stories to, to our listeners. To agree and to disagree. To agree and to disagree. And if, if for some reason we got somebody on the show that, that they have a differing viewpoint, then they've got a differing viewpoint. You know, right. that, you know we, we, can, we can give our side and they can give their side. But in the end, it's respectful dialogue. And so please, and, yes. and so please pass the bacon, pass, share, right? Right. Please pass the bacon. And you bacon. Know, mm. Hoodoo doesn't love bacon. bacon. Mm. And even, and I can't speak I, for I everybody. to say, but even, even vegans. Even people that choose not to eat it, love probably love bacon. At least, At love least the, the smell. smell. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's that's just kind of a way to show that uh, we have a lot more in common um, than we do different. And so a and little... The, yeah, and the bacon could be whatever we're talking about, whatever we're talking about, passing back and forth. Yeah, it doesn't have to literally be bacon, even though... But, you, Jason, you bring up a good I, point here. I, well, it's not my... I'm bringing it up, but it's not my idea. It was not my idea. Well, we're not here to point fingers at ourselves. But at the end of each episode, we will be rating different bacon. bacon. <laughs> I mean... Which, oh, yeah. Let's, oh, man, I can which smell it Chad, already. Which Chad is going to cook up before the end of this episode, and we will... Do you mind if I tell you what we're going to be reviewing this the show? No, go ahead. Um, today's is Black Label Double Smoked. Mm. Hmm. Sounds fantastic. That's gonna be, it's, well, well, we'll let you know what we and, think and at the end there, of the show. There's another benefit of, of being a guest on the show. You're going to come into a room that's going to smell like bacon. Mm. Good stuff. And you get to partake if you want. Sure. Sure. And I'd love to, you know, since we're going to be passing the bacon, I'd love to hear what they think about whatever bacon we're reviewing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Good stuff. So I guess that, that gives you a little insight as to kind of why we chose the name. We, we completely understand and recognize that, that, uh, using bacon as a reference or in the, in the same context of a conversation that involves police officers, um, can be, it's look, look down upon. It's a touchy, it's it's a touchy touchy term, but what our goal with that is, is to also kind of take some ownership of, of that word of bacon. Right. And, Instead and of running away from it. Embrace it. Taking it head on and embracing it. Embrace right? it and take the energy out of it. Because if, you know, it's like when, you, when we get picked on as a kid. If you pick on your little brother, the only, the only time they're going to continue to do that is if they get a reaction, right? Right. If they get some kind of reaction, they, get, they rile you up, they're going to continue to do it. As soon as you, you make it a nothing burger, they stop doing it. So maybe nobody wants a nothing burger. Nobody wants a nothing God, burger. That sounds horrible. Bacon burger. Yeah. Mm, nothing burger. Now we're talking. Nah. All right. So you are a cop. I am a cop. But not just a cop. No, I have a family. I have yeah. a wife and kids, a house, responsibilities. And there's a couple of things you got going on that are uh, not typical, I would say. Yeah, I would agree. One would involve writing. Writing. I'd, I'd love to write. Okay. Um, so tell me about what you've gotten published to this point. A, a children's author. Not something you would typically think you would find. Probably not. Um, but I do have two books that have been published. They're available on Amazon and wherever books are sold. I can say that now. Um, you ready for the title of this, Jason? Yes, sir. And I get... I do catch a little flack from the other cops about this, so don't laugh at me. Okay. Mystery Muffin and Soda Pop Sleuth. That's okay. the name of the series. And that is, you know, Sleuth, not Sleuth, S-L-E-U-T-H, but Sleuth because that is Soda Pop's last name, right, correct? Right, So Mystery Muffin is a officer's daughter. Yep. That's not her real name. That's her nickname. And then Soda Pop, that's his nickname as well. And they solve neighborhood mysteries. Cool. Yeah. And I'm assuming, based on conversations we've had, that your kids have been a little bit of a... Inspiration. Yeah, inspiration for you. Right? Absolutely. And and the first book is called Mystery Muffin and Soda Pop Sleuth, The Legend of Mr. Creepy. Mm Mm-hmm. I've read them both, so... Yeah, so you know that. And Mm -hmm. then 
The second one is Mystery Muffin and Soda Pop Sleuth, the ghost of Crippler's Creek. That was scary. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. I should have probably done that while you were saying the title. So we're working on timing. Yeah. So there's another thing that you've recently embarked on. Yes. And yes. It's, it's been getting some coverage and some, it has. on some news outlets. It has. It's a little... Uh, and it's actually kind of a tie-in to this podcast in a way. I agree. I the bacon, agree. The Bacon Response Team. The Bacon Response Team consists of myself... Chad Webster. Chad Webster, the cop. And my two pig buddies. Which are therapy pigs, correct? Yeah, when I say pig, I mean the actual animal. Yes. They are pet pigs that live in our house with my wife and children. With with the intended goal to be therapy Therapy pigs. pigs. Right. Which, and you know, we've been talking about trying to, you know, connect with the community. Um, We will be taking these pigs to schools, to churches, to hospitals, to other community events. I plan on bringing them with me to work sometime for events there as another tool and another way to engage the community. And connect with the community. Bottom line. Yeah, I think, I think that the public is, uh, you know, to, to kind of go along those lines of, of connecting with the community. You know, we just had that lip sync video. Um, we did. And what was our reaction first? When we, because well, we were asked, hey, we were asked, we want you guys to help out with this. And what was our, our so, first reaction in mm-hmm. like appropriate language, of course? We are in our office <laughs> where I have my email pulled up. I'm looking at you and I say, Jason, we are not doing this, correct? And the answer was absolutely not. We are not doing this. Click, click, click. Oh, look, Jason, oh, there's look. an email from our, uh, our, our, our chain. All of our superiors. Hey, guys. You mind heading this up for us? And we did. Yep. Um, Sometimes you just do what you're told, and and you make the best of it. That's right. But we did find that we we certainly didn't expect everyone, every police officer we know to be all on board with that. And and I get it. I, I get both sides of that. I get both sides that are like, you know, why are we doing lip sync videos? We need to do police work. And and I and I don't I don't disagree with that. Right. And we're not looking we didn't look at it as a way to supplant police work with a lip sync video. It was just we saw it, I think why we finally got on board and felt like it was gonna be a good thing was we saw it as a way to uh to do some work on the front end about connecting with the community in a non-crisis situation, mm-hmm. to try to make it a little easier down the road if another police incident occurs that involves... Which it I will. Mean, which is, it's going to happen, some kind of use of force, that we've built some some trust and some humanization back into our department. So well, it's, that, I think it's nice for people to see, hey, yes, they need to be in uniform, they need to be intimidating, they need to be able to take control of the situation, but guess what? They can also have fun. They're lighthearted. They're, they're, they're people. They're people who have so many diverse bi- just backgrounds. Mm. So many diverse backgrounds. I mean, my gosh, author, children's author. You, you don't look at many cops. I, I don't know of another police officer who is a, a children's author. And when, when we say children, my target audience is 8 to 12, 8 to 14. And I'm sorry to tell you, Jason, but... 
the next book is not going to have any pictures in it either. Okay. So Good don't be looking for pictures. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yes. So we would like to use this platform to reach out and, and introduce, introduce to the public some, some pretty interesting police officers with some pretty diverse backgrounds outside of police work. Right. And we just talked about this the other day that typically we're in uniform for 40, 41 hours a week. Well, there's a whole rest of that week of stuff that we're doing that may have nothing to do with police work whatsoever. Yep. And that's, I guess that's kind of my story is I definitely didn't do anything before I came onto the department that would have made you think I was going to be a cop. I, same here. Let's say. You know, so you know, going back to, to high school, wrestling was my thing. Get to college, there was no wrestling team. But I still wanted to be active. Long story short, I ended up becoming a college cheerleader. So wrestler to, to college cheerleader. cheerleader. Now, as a college cheerleader, they didn't have any of the sports you were interested in. So what, what short sort of things were you cheering for? Well, well, basket, men's basketball, we didn't have football, but then we were, we were a competitive program. So you were competing against yeah, other Yeah, so we were competing other college, other college programs uh, around the country in every, every spring, I guess. But then when I left there, went on to coach that same program for 13 years. And then in 2000, it was time to, I mean, along the way, I was a bartender, a group health insurance salesman, you name it, all kinds of odds and ends. It was time to, to make a career. So kind of later in life is when I came on as a police officer, you know, with, with the background of cheerleader. Col- <laughs> cheerleading. How, how old were you when you came on the department? I was 30. So you were even older than me. I was, I was 27. Yep. I was, I was 30. So pretty awkward times there early in the academy when, when everybody's going around and introducing themselves and... Hey, yeah, Jason I, I served Chiefs, in the military. I was a ranger. I was, you know, I was I, a tough guy. <laughs> I came in, for, you know, with vice experience from a department in South Carolina. You and know, then so, you say, um, I, 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 I tried to avoid saying, and, and unless I was directly asked, and I don't remember what that time was. Um, but yeah, I, I, I college cheerleading coach because at the time I was still a college cheerleading coach, and had just started actually an all-star cheerleading gym about four months, five months before I started the academy. So you, you had a lot going on. So there was a lot going on, yeah. And so to this day, still, uh, for the same amount of time, been a police mm-hmm. officer and have owned an all-star cheerleading gym for 19 years, coming up on 19 years. That's awesome. Yeah. So, did, did I tell you what I did before I became a cop? Well, I already know one of the things you did. You cleaned pools. Well, I didn't clean pools, well, but I, I worked in a retail pool and spa store. I think it's better picture for me to think of you think cleaning of me, pools because you want to picture me with my shirt off. <laughs> yes, drinking by the pool. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not how it was. I was in the office doing customer service, selling pool chemicals and testing water. Gotcha. So definitely not cleaning pools, cleaning pools or anything that you would believe would lead me to police work. Yeah. I mean, I got a degree in English. I have a, some college. <laughs> you've, you've got some um, credit hours. Yeah. I've been there. 
okay. to, to several See, different you've been ones. on a campus. Yes. There you go. Good work. Thank you. So I think part of the motivation for, or at least for me, wanting to, to, to connect, I, I draw on that experience uh, when we had the protests back in, back in our city right. that, that were born from a police use of force incident. And we, we right. said this, let's jump in real quick. We, we said this off the air that during following that incident, there were protests and there were riots. Correct. So those are not necessarily the same thing. No, you, yeah. You, you, it would be fair to say that there was a, a mix of both. Correct. People that were peacefully protesting along with the people who, were, who turned those, it's in some cases, into riots. Yes. Yes. Fair enough. Um, but during that time, I think that was a that was a tough time to be a police officer uh, because you were only getting negative stories. Um, social media, was, social was media flooded was, was with misinformation terrible. and painting us in an extremely bad light. Right, but the community, I know the community reached out to us and said, "Hey, will you come to?" I, I think it was at a local YMCA. Will you come to our group and, and talk to them? I got I got a bunch of young kids and, yeah. and they just they just need to to talk. Yeah. And so we went in uniform and, and talked yeah. and you started to realize that even these kids who uh, initially were were very apprehensive or very scared, they we got to connect with them on a human level and we started to realize that going back to that bell curve, as we were all on that bell curve, maybe some of this group was on the opposite side of where we were at that point, but they were willing to listen and, and they we all shared the same thing. We want we want we want to feel safe. We want to feel loved. We want to feel a part of something. And we all share that. We don't always share the way that we need to get to that. Like we don't always share Right. But the end game. Yeah, the end we all want the same end. We don't always agree on the same right. means to right. get there. Right? And I Those think were some good kids. They were great I mean, kids. And you know what I think was good for them was to see us. You know, we didn't go in there and say, "I'm Officer Pete's, and you're going to listen to the words I say." Sure. You know, yeah. it was, "Hey, I'm Jason Pete's. Uh, my name's not Officer. Right. Uh, and hey, let's have some let's have some dialogue." Right. Right. And so that's that's when I started to think too, like how great it would have been. But there was so much negative media exposure. Um. I, I and but we behind the scenes had so much support. People bringing meals, pre- constantly bringing food and stuff to the offices ac- across the whole city, and that that was awesome. I wanted to see it take a, a step further, and I and I, I just wish that with that same support, you know, that was out there could have been more vocal. And I understand would've, it's not easy to do. Right. You know, what it would have been nice to see that that support rise up to the same well, if you power just, that the negative stuff. Like if 10, 20,000 people just said, hey, we're going to meet at Marshall Park or down at the stadium or something, and we're just gonna, it's going to be middle of the day, and we're just going to sit there for 30 minutes. That's it. Just enough time to have a, a large number of people show up in one place in support. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been awesome. Yeah, hey, we're here because... We love what you guys are doing, right. protecting our city. Thank you. Right. So, yeah. so it's like we got the silent support, which was fantastic. 
but I just, I, you know, we were starving for some mm-hmm. visual support that the media would want to cover uh, to kind of combat that. But and unfortunately, a lot of times those things are not about the truth, and that 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 doesn't help us. You know, what truly happened isn't what necessarily people are after. They, for some reason, we love. Well, to, we're in an age of instant gratification. Right. And we and love so, to hear the good guy gone bad, too, for sure, some reason. Sure. You know, that, that's sure. a big appeal. But, but I don't think you could talk to, to a good police officer and have him not want to get behind any action that was not justified. Like, true, after, you know, after an investigation. Well, we I, hate it more than the public because it, it puts us all it in that It puts us light. at more risk, it, and it sheds light, a negative light on an entire profession. We are very, we're very hard on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, we want to, we want to all be on the same page when it comes to, you know, actions that, that are not justified, right? Right. But that takes time, and that's, that's, you know, that's a whole different conversation, but, you know, that's, that's not going to be an instant gratification. You know, investigations take long times. Um, there's a, there's yeah. just well, a there's lot. A, there's a lot of information you can't give out because an investigation is still ongoing. Without, without tainting a case, exactly. And just because someone get, grabs their phone and says, I'm on this is what social happened. media live, and right. this is what I just saw happen, people take that as gospel. Right. And that is dangerous. Which, which brings us back to why we want to do this podcast. Please and that is pass, pass the bacon. The bacon. Um, we want to try to to get people to understand that we are humans doing a job that we are not, you know, it's not like when you're a little kid, right? Do you remember? I, I do. I remember this. Like that you, long ago? Yeah. I, I remember that long ago. Back when you had to comb your hair before you went to school. That's correct. I'm That's referencing correct. his lack of hair now. Yes. So I, I am bald just so, just so you know, in full disclosure, I am bald. Um, Proud of you for taking yeah, that head thanks. on and embracing See? that. See, See, I'm owning it. See, what's the point? Now you can't make fun of me, right? I mean, I can, but it's not satisfying. Well, okay, so you're back. You're a kid. You're you're in elementary school, Mm -hmm. and you are at the grocery store, and you look. There's your teacher, which is a foreign environment for your teacher at that age. What? What are you doing here? You're aren't you grading papers? School, like, yeah, it was really weird to see. Right? Yeah, because they seemed out of place. They seemed out of place. Now I can't remember why I started that part of the story. <laughs> well, because when you see an officer out of their uniform, do you know how many people don't recognize us? Like, oh, I didn't, didn't recognize you in your civilian attire. It's very shocking. You know, we can look like completely different people because we see the uniform. We don't necessarily see a person. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's where I was going with that. Well, but... that's where I went. So. Okay. May, Maybe you should have taken a note in your elderly Man. state. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> it's that smell. Oh, that bacon smells delicious. That's got to be throwing you off. Did oh, you not man. eat enough dinner? That could be the problem. No, I definitely ate enough dinner. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's what we want to do is, 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 is build, build the trust and connections, really the connections with the that's, community. That's I what think we connections, crave, yeah. Because uh, that's what I craved then. I, I craved that connection with community um, at that point, you know, because we felt so isolated and alienated from yeah. the yeah, community. Absolutely. Um, but but yet we still felt like in going to these meetings that 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 bell curve, that upper half of that bell curve, both sides of it, 
that we were all on the same page, but because of so much negative coverage, the community wasn't, you know, it was almost like people were still just sitting back waiting to make their judgment on on our police actions at that point. Yeah. You and, know. And I like it when you talk about the bell curve. Guys, he's he's doing this little thing with his hand that so I can see which part of the bell curve he's talking about. It's very it's a very nice movement. So Thanks. thank you for um drawing that picture in the air with your hands. Thanks. You're welcome. Um now that's how you knock someone off the rail. Where were you going? I don't think I was really going anywhere, honestly, at that point. Yeah, I think you kind I think of we're just trying to give people an idea of why, why Connection, we're, why we're doing line. this yeah. to connect with people. And we're hopefully going to do it with, with some interesting people. Like, Absolutely. I mean, heck, the reason why we're sitting here today is hopefully going to be one of our, maybe one of our first guests would be the guy who helped us come up with now, the idea. Not helped us, the guy who said to us, Why don't you two do but?" Why don't you two do podcast? I can see that, but he doesn't sound anything like that. Uh, yeah, he's. I think he's from somewhere up in the. Northeast. I changed his voice to protect his privacy <laughs> for anonymity. Yes. Yep. So. Yeah, which was kind of interesting because we we really had no. It wasn't we, on the radar, right? We we knew we wanted to do something, and we just didn't know how we were going to do it or what it was going to look like. And when he said, "You guys should do a podcast," you guys. You know, you guys do good stuff together, which he's seen a a lot of the video stuff that we've done. Police parody videos where we put out crime tips using celebrities. We we do quite a bit of, we call them documents for Instagram. Just Uh, a minute of what's going on. A minute of what's going on that day, whether it's a, a, a backpack drive or a... Kids eat free at the hospital over or the... reason to kids, right? You know, whatever, whatever it is, just, yeah. Bears behind the badge. Um, it's just, it's, it's just a. I think in this this day and age, uh, sometimes it's cool to watch just a quick little video about something that's going on than it is to to click on that link that says two minute read. You know, it's just a different way, and and I think that before police didn't have that platform. And now we do. So I think we were trying to capitalize on that. And that, and that's, and yeah, we just didn't ever think of podcast as yeah. an avenue for that. And, and, and this is not a, this is nothing, uh, we're not representing a, a department or anything or a like city, that. Or city, an agency or anything. Right. We just felt like getting some good stories out there um, outside of the of our professional world was and, an important. And to be quite honest, I... I do have a face for podcasting. Yeah. Faces for you radio know, right yeah, here. Yeah. Eh. Good one. Thanks. I wrote, I wrote that last <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. Original. But oh, that sounds like bacon sizzling. So that's us. That's us. This is us. The saddest show on television. I can't watch it. Never watched it. I can't watch it. My wife watches it. I can't do it. It's too it's too sad for me. We we see enough, yeah. Well, we used to enough real. You know what? Hey, hey, can we circle back around you for a second? Yes, sir. Um, now I know this is this is hard to uh, fathom for maybe some of you, but you went from cheerleading to being a SWAT sniper. Is that correct? That's that's right. So I know one cheerleading SWAT sniper. And that's you, Jason Peets. And I know one, and I'm going to say it, children's book author, police oh officer. Oh, my. Me. That's you. 
That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so uh, SWAT sniper, and that was a, a fugitive detective for about eight years. Now that's literally chasing down the bad guys. Yeah, like growing up hide-and-seek, good gig, yeah. good group of guys, great unit. Tough guys. I mean, that, that's dangerous work. It was, it was dangerous work, but good, uh, a good, good, solid group. So when, you, when you're cheerleading at college, okay. you never saw yourself as a sniper chasing down bad guys like this? I can't say I did. I didn't yeah. have a lot of focus for a long time. Well, obviously. Like I went to college, and I, I think I, I chose my degree based on what came easily to me. You know, you know what I find it interesting? That um, you're the English major. And yep. I'm the writer. But By the I way, am your editor. Yes, thank you. You are my front line. Front line. You and my wife are the front line for helping me not write stupidity. Well, we... we or me, at least making it sound more gooder when you read it. More gooder, exactly. Should we, yeah, that's not good English. Whatever you want to do, man. Thanks. It's our podcast. Mm-hmm. Weird, huh? I do. Oh, that's, that's good stuff there. No, we, we, we were, we were not, not really your editor, but we certainly did read both of them to the kids, and they, they loved the books. And I'm well, not just you. saying that. Yeah, I, no, I appreciate the work that you guys did it. And the, uh, as a matter of fact, in the second book, I actually gave a little shout-out to the Pete's family. Yeah, I got my name in the, whatever that's called in the beginning. The uh, acknowledgments? Acknowledgements. Yeah. No picture of you, though. So Yeah. Maybe, maybe the third uh, book. Maybe we'll work on that. We so. can be reached. You know, we, we're not going to have a phone number for you guys, but we do have an email. It's please pass the bacon podcast at gmail.com. And Jason and I both have access to this email, and we will. Yeah, well, if you've I got questions or topics, you'll read them. Right? Questions, topics that you may want to hear us talk about. I don't know. Because I think our plan is to, to maybe reach out to our first guest here sooner than later. Absolutely. Which I think is going to be maybe Mike. I, I mean, I, I think he, Mike will do it. I think Mike will do it because, one, it was his, his idea. idea. And, of course, wh- why would we I not mean, we're, we're, we're grant him the honor of being number one? Right. We're working New Year's Eve, right? Special assignment. Not expecting much, and here he is out of the blue. You guys should do a podcast. We're like, ah, what are you talking about? Hey, like, can, yeah. I, can I say something a little funny about that night? Yeah. So we but didn't. Don't get me off t- off topic because okay, I'm going to forget. Just stay stay with it. All right. Yeah. So he walks up to us, and he's wearing his traffic his vest. traffic vest. We're like, Mike, what are you doing? He's like, I, f- I forgot my badge. I just <laughs> <laughs> put my vest over it. Now, Mike, don't kill us for that. Come on, we've all done something like that. But dude, that was funny. It wasn't his gun. It was his yeah. Badge. He had his gun. Okay. So there he is. We see him. Special assignment. I'm, I just put you back on track. And go. Yep, I'm off track now. I'm now I'm thinking about Mike not having a badge. <laughs> I know what I'll do. I'll cover it up with my traffic vest. It worked. Ah, that was brilliant. You don't see it, so yeah. Ah, but uh, having Mike on there, I think, would be a good first guess because not only is he he's been a, a detective for 15 years, sexual assault sexual assault detective, but he writes manuscripts, movie does movies, short, short films, films yeah. actor. You know, so not not something that you would typically think of as as not at all and something a cop does outside of work. And he's devastatingly handsome. He's devilishly handsome. Yes, he's got good hair, good face, good God, skin. He does have good hair. Ah, oh, he's a good guy. Yeah, I think he works out too. 
But I tell you, I'll be honest, if they cured baldness tomorrow, I don't think I'd go back. No, well, no, I don't I'm going to tell go you what. It's too much work. You, you rock it. That's, see, I think I have, you know, I have all this hair, this beautiful. Your locks? Locks sticking up, but I couldn't rock the, the hairless thing. I think my head is misshapen. Everybody you, says that. You, you look good. Uh, Especially thanks. for a seventy-four year old. Yeah, yeah, good one. Good one. Thanks. Good one. I wrote that with the yeah. bald one last <laughs> Another night. original. Didn't Another did. original by Chad Webster. Bacon. Oh, cool. Is or it that water. Time? I think it I think it is time. Can we have who's the young lady over here? Man, she's it's a nice young lady you have there. Could you bring us the bacon? Are you gonna really cook the bacon? Yeah. Well then get to it. Like, for real? I mean, I don't know. Are we going to review bacon? We are going to review bacon. Are you going to cook it? It's cooked. Here we go. Mm. <laughs> mm. And I know we've talked about this off air. Here. All right. Would you like me to pass yeah. you the bacon? Thank you. All right. Oh, my God. I think this is delicious. I'm going to try to talk when you're not talking so we don't have to hear you chew. You know I hate listening I know. to people eat. Right. I'm not a fan either. You know what else? So what do you think? Mm. This is good. This is double smoked. Double smoked. What's the brand? This is Hormel Black Label. Hormel Black Label, double smoked. Mm. Good? Mm. I like it. It's I'm, good. I'm going to be honest, though. I'm not. Uh, so I had a partner who was a big barbecue fan. Big barbecue fan. So you ate a lot of barbecue when you guys were working together? Ate a lot of barbecue, and he was a connoisseur. Like, I would eat it, put my, I'm a sauce guy, so it all kind of uh, just tasted like pork. So what the sauce kind of made it for yes, you? Yes, okay. the sauce is what makes and it And he had me. a very sophisticated yeah, like, palate for oh, yeah, smoked very much, meat. Like the burnt ends and all these mm. ins and outs of it. So I'm going to give this um, a 3.5 strips, 3.5 strips. Okay, I just because of the the smoke. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not okay. a huge smoked meat guy. All right, I'm giving this four strips. Four, four strips because That's I am. Big time. I am. You're not leaving yourself a lot of wiggle room for future bacon. Then that should tell you critique. how fond I am of this bacon. Okay, good deal. Well, there you have it. No, maybe we'll. See if there's a single smoked and see where how you stack that up against the double smoke. We sure, yeah, we sure could. And if you guys have any suggestions about um, unique or different bacon's other than turkey, we like. I'd like to stick with pig bacon myself. I, I think you got to open up the door. You do. Yep. Yep. What about like? You could do tofu bacon. That's what I was just going to say. Why not? Why not? Okay. Um, yeah, well, if you guys think there's something we should try and you'd like to hear us review it, please let us know. Email us at pleasepassthebacon at podcast. Try that please, again. Okay, go. Please pass, please the, pass bacon. the bacon podcast at gmail.com. There you go. And that's going to be, wow, a wrap for our first episode, our maiden episode, as we put it in the calendar, our maiden podcast episode. And Jason, thank you very much. And, Appreciate it. And Chad, thanks for coming out this late on a... On a school School night. night, Yeah, And thank you to all of you who have listened to this nonsense. And we'll see you next time here on Please Pass Pass the the Bacon. bacon.
This episode of Please Pass the Bacon has been brought to you by Victory Nutrition International. Victory Nutrition offers supplements that are made from premium quality ingredients, and they've also got science to back their products. They've got tons of clinicals that actually are peer-reviewed in scientific literature, and they stand out because they've got products that really work. Victory Nutrition International, nutrition that gets in. To order your Victory Nutrition, just go to vni.life slash victoryathletics.